In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Scott Petrak. Scott, how is it? Everyone getting ready for Thanksgiving in Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's nice today. It's like 55. It was kind of sunny. Um, but yeah, I think people are geared up for my favorite holiday of the year. You know, in the UK, we don't celebrate it at all. It's just a normal day, but more and more tradition like Halloween's coming through. So uh, there is a few Thanksgiving stuff in the shops. Gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah, you should come here for one because you get to eat a ton of food. That's our Christmas Day. So Christmas Day, nothing happens. A bit like maybe your Thanksgiving, but we have the second Christmas Day, Boxing Day, where all the sport's on. So, um, yeah, quite exciting. But let's start off with Miles Garrett. He was back in the media giving out some food today. Yeah, I, I was not there. I had to do some other stuff today, but he showed up at the... I think it's called Feed the Need. It's a charity event to raise awareness and raise money. Um, and he was there. He committed to go, so he showed up. He just talked for a little bit, maybe 30 seconds or so, it looked like, to some of the cameras and reporters that were there. Just said, you know, acknowledge that he's dealing with a difficult time. Uh, but I think it does tell you something about Miles, that he still showed up given, you know, the spotlight on him and everything he's gone through recently. Yeah, and... He also did a clip with Fox TV for about two minutes long that I just watched saying that, um, you know, he's there to help people. He always has been helping people when he was in Dallas, etc. And, uh, yeah, he, I guess he's trying to get the message across that he hasn't changed as a person and it was just a one-off incident. Yeah, which, you know, I'm, not, I'm sure plenty of people aren't buying that, you know, especially if you don't know Miles or have been around Miles that helmet incident's going to stick in your head. But um, regardless of that incident, Miles has done plenty of good stuff in his uh, short time with the Browns. Mm. There was a surprise today, Lawrence Devron being uh, cut. Now, I thought with our D-line, uh, it's bare bones that we'd be keeping him around, but he got waived today. I was a bit su- surprised about that. I was too. Yeah, uh, Devereaux, you know, he started the last two games, which I think were the first two starts of his NFL career. And, you know, he's got a public personality. It's the Browns, you know, on their in-house building the Browns show, it spent a lot of time with them in the most recent episode. Uh, so, yeah, it was surprising. You know, they had to make a move because Larry Ogunjobi was coming off suspension today. So they had to make a roster move. And, it's you know, they wound up going position for position. But it's surprising because Devereaux's played in every game this year. I know that the Browns like Eli Anku, who they picked up, you know, a few weeks back, and has come in and had a big, pretty big role. I think he started the last couple games alongside Devereaux Lawrence with kind of a big package. They went with Sheldon Richardson playing some end with uh, Vernon out and then Garrett out. But so they like Anku. I think, you know, I'm just reading the tea leaves that we, we know they're shorthanded on the line, but. Maybe this means Olivier Vernon's going to be good to go Sunday against the Steelers. Because if he is, then all of a sudden you have Vernon. You can put Richardson back 
inside is tackle, and then you can go with the three-man rotation of um, Ogunjobi, Richardson, and Anku, and then you really don't need um, Deverell Lawrence as much. So maybe that's what they mean. Maybe that's what this move means. Um, or maybe there's something more to it. I haven't been able to – you know, I've asked around. They said, no, it was just a performance thing. I don't think the Browns were thrilled with how Lawrence played in his two starts. Uh, but it is surprising because he had started and because, like you mentioned, they've been so shorthanded on that line. And obviously he won't get Miles Garrett back for the rest of the year. A player called Brandon Bryant would be the other potential defensive tackle. Yeah, you know, he played – They, you know, he's been around – on the practice squad all season and they brought him up last week before the Dolphins game. He played, he played some. So it's interesting that, you know, how do these moves get made? Why have a guy on your active roster all season and then kind of switch him out for two new guys. But that's what the Browns did. Maybe they felt as hey, we gave Lawrence a chance um, for these two weeks as a starter and he didn't kind of fulfill what they expected or hoped. Other news today, Mason Rudolph won't be uh, playing against the Browns. How do you feel about that? I certainly think that um, it takes some of the potential fire out of the matchup, right? I mean, just for everything that happened in that Thursday night game, and Rudolph was in the middle of all of it. And that's even before you factor in uh, Miles Garrett's accusation of the racial slur. So if Rudolph had played, there would have been a lot, almost not exclusively, but I would have kept an eye on him. I'd have kept an eye for cheap shots, for Browns talking trash to him. So him not starting, at least. I mean, you never know if he's going to get in the game, right, if Hodges gets hurt or Hodges struggles. But the fact that he won't start, I think, has the potential to alleviate some of the concerns about what could possibly happen as far as, you know, dirty hits and late hits and, you know, God forbid, another ball-type scene. You posted a depth chart earlier, Scott, and – is Pharrell Brown now on the practice squad or being cut? <laughs> it's interesting. He was, um, you know, first of all, you can't read too much into the depth charts. The, you know, they're unofficial. Like the PR kind of guys kind of do it just based on playing time. Having said that, I, I think it's significant that Pharrell Brown was a healthy scratch last week. And Steven Carlson, the undrafted rookie out of Princeton, started and played a good amount. You know, I mean, Farrell had been around the team last year. Carlson was new this year. I didn't see much of him in training. I didn't see much out of him in training camp. But he must have impressed somebody. So it's, a, it's another one of those things where when you get in the course of the season, if you play well for a couple of weeks, the coaching staff and the front office can fall in love with you and kind of ride the hot hand. Um, you know, and the Browns have a decision to make a tight end. And Freddie Kitchens, when we talked to him on Monday, did not commit to David Njoku being active this week to the Steelers game, which seems like a surprise, right? He says he's healthy. He's, you know, he's practiced last week. He says he was ready to go last week and they didn't activate him. And Freddie said, well, you know, I kind of like what our, how our tight ends have been playing. It's just kind of interesting to see if they will activate Njoku and then if they do, who they cut. Or, you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine they go with five tight ends. So do they – cut Farrell Brown? Do they cut Ricky Seals-Jones? It doesn't seem like it would be Carlson, the fact that he's played so much recently. So it's kind of interesting to see how that's all going to play out. And the last thing is, uh, and Juku, I always hear you ask it in press conferences, 
Do you think he is going to be playing this Sunday? I don't know. I mean, I had assumed he would, and I kind of assumed he would be back for the Miami game. You know, I mean, he's a former first-round pick. Uh, I think he gives you an element that maybe these other guys don't give you, a vertical leap in the red zone. Uh, I don't know if the coaching staff's down on him a little bit. I don't know if they just kind of like want to ride the momentum in the hot hand. Uh, you know, I kind of assume he's going to be active and play, but I, I don't feel nearly as comfortable saying that as I would have, you know, two days ago, let alone a week ago. Yeah. Well, Scott, I just want to say thank you very much for the uh, quick update today. It, it's, it was a real blow that I didn't get to meet you in Cleveland, but um, we I'm going to all three of the next away games to finish the season off. Will you be at any of them? I will be in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati for sure. Um, Arizona is to be determined. So fingers crossed we get to meet hopefully in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I know I was disappointed, but it was a busy week and you always got a bunch of stuff going on. I've seen you doing a, you know, you're always turning the town uh, while I'm sitting at home or working. And yeah, give you credit where it's due, mate. I said, let's go out for drinks and you're like, I'm working, you know. I don't think people <laughs> realise how much work you actually do behind the scenes. So uh, yeah. Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure. Sorry I missed you in uh, Denver, and uh, yeah, hopefully we get to meet in Steelers. Sounds good. Thanks, Paul. Take care, buddy. Have a great Thanksgiving. Regards to your family. Thanks a lot, buddy. Cheers, mate.